briefly as well. But I'm also going to share a little bit about my experience in terms of helping my students and how we looked at college programs, which I hope you find helpful. Um, once we're done with this chat, I'm going to put the bullet points uh, up in the Facebook page. So you're welcome to download, download those and use those however you would like. So I'm going to start with a BA. Um, I personally have a BA degree. This tends to be a general theater degree that requires classes across the theater spectrum that's designed to give a student a well-rounded education in theater. So that usually means that they take a core of theater classes that usually involve acting, directing, basics of design, stagecraft, theater history, dramatic literature, but it can also include other classes in playwriting, stage management if the school offers it, dance or movement, stage makeup, play analysis. Um, it's a liberal arts-based degree most of the time, uh, and there's also usually with that the liberal arts core of classes that's taken outside of that BA degree. The BS degree, which is a Bachelor of Science, BA's Bachelor of Arts for those of you that wanted that note, uh, is usually very similar to a BA degree except for it's in terms of being arts oriented, it's management science oriented. So if you're looking at production management, stage management, arts administration, theater management, for example, a BS degree is tailored more to the management side than the arts side. So if you're getting a BS degree, it usually includes classes in accounting, marketing, management principles, interpersonal communications, uh, some, and then you add arts classes on top of that, theater management, stage management, production management, uh, et cetera. Usually, again, it's more business oriented than arts oriented. The final degree we're gonna look at is a BFA, which is a Bachelor of Fine Arts. This means that it is more specifically tailored to a certain area of theater, usually a acting, Set, uh, theater design and production, stage management are examples. In a BFA program, there are usually more credit hours required to graduate with that degree than there are with the BA or a BS degree. Because of that number of hours, it can be difficult for students to complete that in four years. So sometimes with a BF degree, B, BFA degree, you have a semester, maybe even two extra semesters or a summer. The other thing about a B, uh, BFA is that usually it's tied to uh, opportunities in regional theater for internships and apprenticeships because a BFA is also more practically oriented or experience oriented. It's usually in a conservatory setting, which means there's not the liberal arts component, but there are some schools, um, and I know Ingrid is not with us, UNC Greensboro where Ingrid got her BFA is a school that offers BFAs in the theater program, but also has a liberal arts component of those core classes outside of the theater or the arts department. So that is a very general breakdown of BA, BS, BFA degrees. Um, I will say this as a former educator, as I said, my degree is a BA in theater, which enabled me to take a core area of classes and then build my electives around what my interests were. Um, so for example, I was able to create an independent study in musical theater stage management because I realized one basic stage management class was not enough. So I created that independent study, which then kind of geared my degree, my BA into more of a management, particularly stage management oriented area. Um, I also noticed as I worked through my teaching career that BFAs became more prominent, they were more accessible. And I think as college gets more expensive, says the mom of a student who's been in college, um, I think it's more difficult to afford to go on and get a master's these days. So I think that's also added to adding BFA degrees so that people feel they have a terminal degree in something that they want to specialize in. Um, most of my students were interested in BFAs because they knew they couldn't go on and get a master's financially. It was a struggle for them. I taught in a school outside of Charlotte, North Carolina, very diverse school. Most of my students worked jobs to help support their families outside of school. So their interest was in going four years or four and a half years, get a terminal degree, 
uh, and move on into the area that they wanted. So that's kind of my experience in that area. Um, I'm going to pass it over to either Taylor or Lizzie to talk a little bit about what their degrees are and what that means and how that's helped them. Uh, why don't you talk first, Taylor? Uh, actually, how about you take it? Because mine's uh, the most different from That's me. true. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I went to the University of Rhode Island um, and got a BFA in stage and theater management. Um, there was the option of a BA if you wanted to double major, but if you just wanted to do acting, a concentration in acting, stage management, uh, technical theater, um, you just went for the straight BFA. Um, and there were great aspects to that. Um, I think the biggest benefit for my BFA was I also had to study uh, production management a little bit. So every stage management concentrate had to be a student production manager on one of the six productions um, that year. And I did, you know, did one of the plays and they thought I did a very good job that I ended up doing more and more production management. They just kept asking me to. Um, they thought I was the best candidate to continue with it and ended up doing production management instead of student production management on a lot of the productions while also uh, doing stage management on a, uh, at the same time. Um, and, you know, at the time, I thought I was just going to have a career in theater. I did study technical theater, and I do it professionally now uh, in New York. And the biggest benefit to doing all that production management in college at my specific program was I ended up doing it at Williamstown, and then I still do it here professionally in New York, and I do it for the symposium, which I couldn't have at the time thought I'd be doing production management for a big corporate Broadway event, but of course it led to a very invaluable and my biggest project of my career. Um, so I'm very grateful to URI for that part of my education. And you know, you also had to take communications classes for your BFA. You had to take psychology, which is a very big component in this industry. I said all the time, we're an industry of people. Theater is really the second part of it. Um, you're working with different personalities, people from all parts of the world, um, you know. Um, but I also had to take language, I had to take classics, I had to take science. Um, I actually enjoyed my science classes in college. So I had a pretty traditional BFA um, theater experience. Um, Taylor's was a different, a different major actually. Yeah, my major, um, I have a BA. I went to Quinnipiac University and they didn't have, um, they didn't have a theater degree at the time. You could minor in it or you could create your own major and I decided to go with the minor since that was already pre-established. Um, my major was in mass comm and with a focus on media production. So that's what I graduated with. I have a focus, I have a, a BA in media production. And similar to the other BA programs, you have to take the classes that that particular school wants. The, the School of Communications, in my case, wanted me to take, they wanted me to take audio, they wanted me to take the studio class, they wanted me to take lighting, things like that. Um, but I also had to take what Quinnipiac itself required. So I somehow placed out of math, I have no idea how. Um, I placed out of math, but that is generally a requirement that you have to take. I had to take foreign language. I took French. Um, I had to take the sciences. Two, uh, it had to be two sciences with a lab. And then I took um, sociology as well. And a whole bunch of English classes. It was a lot of English classes, which actually helps quite a bit. Um, I find the English and the history classes in, in particular, especially when you're working on historical type plays and or musicals, those come back into play because they are just stories. And that's theater and English are filled with stories. Um, so I think those classes, along with your psychology, because you have to deal with people on a regular basis, um, are really beneficial to to the work because if you're doing 1776 you may want to know who signed that document <laughs> it's it's something like that um i actually have i'm gonna share my screen real quick um 
and show you here we're gonna this is what um some of the classes that my school now uh offers and the vast majority of these didn't exist when i was there um quinnipiac's quinnipiac's theater degree is i believe less than five years old um so this is just a general list of of their year their their curriculum um and i actually asked one of the students who i worked with last summer to try to help me out with this and uh he told me that they have to take uh they have to take a a, a, a seminar class their first year which that that didn't exist when I was there. Um, they have to take the English 101 and 102, any basic math class, any science class that also has the lab section, which those I also had to do, I placed out of the math, um, foreign language through the uh, 102 level, and then they took six credits of uh, personal inquiry fields, which were the humanities, the social sciences, and things like that, fine arts as well. Um, and yeah, their, their uh, theater degree is also through the liberal arts school. And that's pretty much, that's what I've got. I worked in, um, for me, I think the way that I sort of translated my degree into theater is that I, I worked at News 12 Long Island for 10 years. Um, in doing that, I was one of their directors for a little while and you have to be able to call the show. So that's where the similarity sort of comes in there. Um, it also taught me a lot of, a lot of things behind the scenes as far as robotic cameras go. And I get other jobs based on that as well because that's a, a skill set that not everybody has. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much what I have as far as my, my background goes, my education. I'll jump in here and add a little bit. Um, I went to Catawba College, which is in Salisbury, North Carolina. It's where I got my BA. Um, I completely agree with the psychology background. I had to take one psychology class as part of my major, but I actually have a minor in psychology. Uh, and I also have a minor in English. Um, one of the things I discovered very early on was in a liberal arts setting, a lot of the liberal arts credits can also be used for theater credits. So English classes were dramatic literature. It qualified as a requirement for my theater class core, but it also was an English credit. So that then freed up more credit hours for me to have electives. So that was very helpful. Um, and I did take uh, interpersonal communications as well uh, and some of those other classes. By, a, by being able to have that, those extra hours, um, I worked in design. I took classes in costume design and construction. I worked in the costume shop. That was my work study. Um, and then was able to use that later and work some as a designer off and on while I was teaching in North Carolina. Um, I also have a master's of education in theater. So um, we can talk a little bit uh, briefly about a master's uh, and the master's programs uh, towards the end of this. Um, in terms of my degree and how it helped me, I'm a firm believer in the more you know, the better off you are. Uh, as an educator and as a theater person, I think that you, the more skills you can have walking in the door as a stage manager, particularly early in your career, the better off you are. Um, I know a lot of directors that have said to me, I'm thrilled that you can sew a button back on because we don't have a wardrobe person, we can't afford them. Um, I run the light board, I've run the sound board. And now, of course, I'm equity. That means extra money, which is nice. And I don't mind doing that in most cases. So it gives me those skills to be able to offer to someone to say, yes, if you would like to have me do multiple things, I can do that. I have that background. And sometimes I think it gets my foot in the door a little faster. It also helps me to understand what my designers are talking about. You know, my costume designer says to me, this particular costume change is a quick change. I understand what a quick change is. I've done those before. So it's a little easier for me then to help lay out where does that change need to happen and makes my life and makes everyone else's life a little easier and things go a little quicker. So I, I'm a 
strong advocate of a BA degree for that reason, because I just feel like it helps you across the board in production meetings, through tech, through performance, with understanding what everyone contributes to the process and how you can then help everyone else be at their best in contributing to that process. Anybody else want to pipe in? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, sorry, I was downloading other documents to possibly show as well. Um, I agree. I, I think it helps to know a little bit of, about a lot of things because I've certainly had to step in for for the wardrobe person, you know, something happens, then they're not there for whatever reason, I might need to execute their quick change or something like that. Ideally, I won't. Um, but sometimes it happens. And again, it's, it's about being able to have the conversation or be able to follow along in the conversation, at least. Um, you know, if they're having a lighting issue, I can sort of, you know, suss out what the situation may be without them using so many words. Um, and I think it's it's definitely, I, I don't know how to use a sewing machine or things like that, but I, I, can, I can sew on a button and things like that and, you know, make it, if the last minute issue happens, I can help fix it. Um, but yeah, I think being, being able to, to follow along and contribute is a huge part of, of what our job is. Um, and, you know, a, a specific class may not teach you that, but the classes individually, you may pick a little bit about each class that just sort of you, you keep in your memory bank and it just sticks more and you become more familiar with that. And you're able to be that person who can, who can explain when a problem is going on, what's happening, hopefully. Something I'm just going to add on about like education in general is um, if you have the chance to study abroad while you're in college, do it. Um, I tried to study abroad my junior year in England and I just couldn't get the credits, unfortunately, to transfer over. So I wasn't able to, um, in the long run, it wasn't bad because I ended up going to Williamstown that summer and that a lot of my connections still almost a decade of working professionally after college uh, is a big proponent of that. Um, but it's important to know other languages, immerse yourself in other cultures, see how our industry works in other parts of the world. Because the stage manager here is treated very differently uh, in the UK versus France versus South Africa, uh, Australia. So if you have the opportunity to do that, go immerse yourself, learn, learn different parts of our industry um, abroad. And if you can't learn a foreign language, um, I've been taking French. I've known French since I was 12. Um, I'm not as fluent anymore. I'm still very conversational, but um, I've done corporate events. I did, uh, I was a talent manager for Cartier's, the jewelry mansion uh, reopening several years ago. And their costume designer for the event um, didn't speak very much English. She's French, but I could converse with her. And they, I, they asked me to work with her more than some of the other talent uh, managers on the project because I, I could converse with her. So, you know, Duolingo, Babbel, all these apps that are at our disposal and they're free, uh, learn, it doesn't have to be French, but learn another language, learn ASL if you can. Um, so, you know, take those opportunities, especially now that we're on lockdown, it's a good time to learn all those things. Yeah, and that ASL is important. Uh, Lizzie and I, and Taylor and I can all speak to the fact that last year at Symposium, um, we had for the first time uh, a symposium attendee who was deaf. And so we had to find someone or in the case, we actually ended up finding two people to help as interpreters. That was a whole new world for me. Matt put that on my plate and I was like, okay, this, I didn't think that would be that hard, but it really was. And I learned tremendous amount from trying to find people to make sure that we had someone with her for the entire weekend who could not only translate for her, but literally go from person to person if she wanted to go talk to one of the panelists, for example. Um, that was a tremendous learning experience. And but I've discovered very quickly a lot of people, particularly state managers, who had that background in ASL. So that's a skill that is something that if you have that, 
that's going to really open some doors for you, I think. Uh, I agree with other languages as well. Anytime you have any special skills, certainly it helps you. Um, and I think that's important. I'm going to piggyback on something Taylor said earlier. Um, Taylor, thank you so much for putting up your the program as it is now. Um, the programs will change quickly. That's one of the things I discovered in the last few years when I was teaching is there's a lot of revision going on right now at a lot of different colleges and universities uh, in theater and the arts in, in general. And so the classes that somebody took a few years ago may not exist anymore. They may have been combined. Um, so always look at that, look at what their history is, how recently has it been since a college or a university revamped their program. Because um, I think that's something that if you're looking to go into a school and you're trying to figure out, well, do I want a BA? Do I want a BFA? How, how are they paying attention to that? How is it growing? How is it changing with the industry changes that are coming along? Because that's going to benefit you. If it's stagnant, it's not going to change with you as you need it to. And this industry is a rapidly changing industry, particularly in the technology end. So I, I would take a look at that and see that they are staying current. Uh, and changing their program to reflect what currently is needed in this industry. Now, I just 30 seconds because I have to actually go to a 430 meeting. I came out of a BA program and now I work um, as a staff slash quasi mentor educator in a, in a BFA, MA, MFA program. Um, and it's vastly different in like my opinion, I kind of, I love all of the stuff that I got out of my fully liberal arts type of background. There were definitely some points where I wanted to have more concentration of classes. Um, but at the same time, I think it also depends on the person. And my only just general advice to anyone researching the programs is research the programs, research the people who have gone out of those programs and what they've gone to do. If you have uh, current family, uh, friends, faculty connections um, that can put you in touch with alumni, I think that's always just a great thing to do, to have a, you know, just somebody who came out of a program say, yeah, this was my experience, this is what I really liked, um, or versus, you know, oh, I kind of wish I had this and I was looking at this place and everything, but yeah. My big old thing is, you know, research. If you're if you're seriously about going into any kind of any kind of program, whatever, and everything like that. But I hope I can join you all another time and everything like that. And and yay! So bye, <laughs> bye, Colleen. Thank you. Thank you, Colleen. Have a good meeting. Yes. And that's a that's a wonderful point that Colleen brings up. And I again would always tell my students this: research. Um, and that doesn't mean just looking it up online. If you can go, go visit the campus and recognize that when you go visit the campus and you go to admissions and they offer someone, oh great, here's a theater person to take you around and let you see the campus. That is usually somebody who is gung-ho on the program. Go talk to other people too. You want to get what is the day in and day out that happens in that program because that's what you have to live. Yeah. So I yeah. always recommend that as, as well. And so if you can spend a weekend on campus and room with somebody who's in the department and you can go to rehearsals or go to classes with them, that's also a great experience as well. Yeah, that's a great idea. And I did that actually in college and it was very important when uh, choosing my major in my program and the environment I wanted to be in. Because you're not just if you are going for theater, that's great, but it's not going to be your whole life. You want to make sure you just have a good living environment and social environment. Um, I mean, University of Rhode Island is like considered a huge party school in this country, and it is. But um, there are a lot of different things, a lot of different activities, organizations. There's great life that you can be a part of. And you just want to make sure you're comfortable. If you want to go to a smaller private college, that's a good option, too. Just go do the same thing Lisa said, go stay overnight, talk to students, really immerse yourself in in that world because it might be the next four years of your life. And, yeah, and it, you can look at a smaller college and say, well, I, I want that hands-on experience. I want people who are going to pay attention to me and know me by name. But even some of the larger universities, the theater program can still be small. So take a look at those as well. Um, and again, I think the <laughs> better that faculty knows you, the easier it is to tailor the program to what works for you and what you want. 
and what your strengths and weaknesses are, and that's going to benefit you in the long run. I'd also say go for the internships and go for the apprenticeships because school's great, and I, yes, by all means, go to school, um, but it's a microcosm, and it tends to be a perfect situation. Um, every, you know, you will have your issues every once in a while, but somebody's there to catch you when you fall. And that is your professor, that is your dean, that's your, your counselor or something. But for the internships, I'm not saying you're, you're on your own on an internship. There are, as a stage manager, you do tend to work in teams. Um, yeah, for the most part, you're, you're working in a team or somebody else is in the room to help you out. That being said, you tend to have to think more on your feet when you're in the real world situation. And that is an internship and or apprenticeship tends to bring you a bit closer to that than your classroom will. Something I, I do wanna say before I talk about the professional internships is if, uh, if you are applying for a theater education, make sure, or any major, make sure you try to get an interview with the chair of the department, like Lisa said, so that they get to know you. And that is possible and allowed. Uh, you just have to do the research and find, like, most of those emails are on the school's website. If you just Google the department and the chair, they're easy to find and just shoot an email and say, you know, I'm coming to visit. Can we sit down and have a meeting? Because they'll remember you. Um, I did that and they start, my, I'm still very close with the chair of the department, my college advisor, and that was a big deal to just have that one first initial meeting. And also don't, if you don't want to go to school for theater, it's okay. Go to school for whatever you want to be at the end of the day to just have a good education, whether it's a BA or BS or BFA or uh, an associate's degree is important. And when I'm, like Taylor saying, it is so important to do the apprenticeships and the internships. Um, I, I really felt like I became a professional stage manager when I did work at Williamstown, which was the um, summer after my junior college. I learned how to tape out a floor better. I learned how to take blocking better. I learned how to work a deck better. I learned, I worked in a production office, uh, management office that summer. So I learned how to deal with every department, sound, sound lighting, costumes, house management, just everything. Um, and so it's a, it's a hands-on industry. You know, we can't just hand you a book and sit you in a classroom and you're going to be like, oh, this is how stage management works. You have to, you know, put yourself out there and, and do the, professional go for jobs and internships and go shadow a show um, and learn what it's like to call a show and run a deck. Just, um, you know, drop a letter at a stage door or ask someone to go for coffee and have business cards. And um, you have to hustle and not, you have to feel confident about putting yourself out there. Yeah. And I think it does help you too. Uh, Colleen mentioned a great thing, which is talking to an alumni and saying, you know, how has this degree helped you? Also look at those programs that, will allow you as a student to be in touch with alumni. I know Catawba, where uh, I went to school, we have a strong theater alumni program and the senior class particularly, but where it's allowed throughout all four years, is encouraged to be matched. We adopt a senior. And so those of us who are in the industry have a senior that is interested in our area, whether it be where we live in New York City, for me example, um, or stage management, and we then mentor that person. We help get them, uh, give them ideas of what it's like, where they want to live, the program they want to, the career they want to go into, uh, and make, start making those connections for them. So I think that's also a valuable tool as well. Yeah, I think making sure that the school you do wind up um, has has a alumni database, because um, that's how I got my job that I was at for 10 years. I knew somebody who worked there who I went to school with and I did the news channel there with him um, and he, he gave my, inter my resume to his boss. Same can be done with theater. It's, 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 <laughs> it's very much a who you know business um, and what you know comes into play when you get hired because then you got to stay. That's based on you. So you're yeah. the one to do the job. I got my very first job in New York from a college friend of mine who I had stage managed in college. He was a member of an off-off-Broadway theater company. The day I moved into my apartment, he contacted me and said, we're looking for stage managers. Can I give your name to the artistic director? And I said, yes, of course. And he said, great, I already did. Here's his info, contact him. 10 days later, I was stage managing a show for them. So 
it is a lot about who you know. And yes, a lot of college programs are gonna advertise to you, oh, we have all of these connections. Make sure you look and see that they have those particularly for you. This is a pretty specific degree, pretty specific career. So if you're interested in stage management, who do they know? Who can they put you in touch with? How is that gonna help you move your career along? Yeah, I actually just sent um, an email today because I got an email from the head of the theater department at Quinnipiac University the other day for an online festival. So I sent them an email saying, hey, I know it's an online festival. Do you guys need a stage manager? I haven't heard back yet, but we'll find out. Fingers crossed. <laughs> Cross and I'll sanitize fingers for you. And attend educational events like the Broadway Stage Management Symposium. That's how I met Taylor and Lisa and Ingrid. They all first attended the symposium, and now Taylor and Lisa are work on the symposium as uh, production associates. And, you know, it it's great that they have backgrounds in entertainment and communication and theater, but it's also getting to just know them and their personalities and chemistry and working well together. And, you know, they they came and made an effort and stayed with us for a weekend. And then Taylor and I were another uh, event together uh, that a uh, cabaret event together, maybe a year later. And we got to know each other better from then. It's just making those connections and go to SM drink nights, go to uh, symposiums, go to networking events. It's, that's really where your education also happens. Cause I mean, I'm always learning. I learned, I always learn every year at the symposium while I'm working and I learn something new from our panelists and from our attendees every day. Um, and, and it's important to make the, make those efforts. And even though it can be a lot of screen time, especially in this new world, um, you know, pace yourself, obviously I'm learning that right now, pacing myself with all the screen time. But um, if you can watch a zoom call, if you can watch a webinar, do it. So. And I'm going to teach you a valuable lesson for free right now. If you're able to get out of the theater during a break time, get out of the theater during break time. You don't live there. That's not your life. It's your job. It's your job. There are other things that go on in your life. Enjoy. Yes, there are. Please enjoy. Oh, yeah. Yes. Go in, on those tech breaks, go for a walk. And those breaks are not just for actors. They are for everyone. I mean, obviously, there are some breaks better, shorter, and you might have to reset set pieces and deal with an issue or whatever, but you can get 10 minutes to just go walk through Midtown, or if you're in the West Village, if you're working on Broadway, go do it, and not look at your phone and just be in the outside world, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to help those 10 out of 12 days, because we've all been there, and, and it, it can just feel like you're crawling out of your skin at a point, as much as we love what we do for a living. And I would advocate when you're in college, we talk about, talked a little bit about internships and apprenticeships. Most colleges are going to give you some sort of credit for work on shows while you're in college. Use that opportunity not only to stage manage, but to try other areas. Again, running a light board, running a sound board, working as a wardrobe person backstage. Those experiences are going to help you as a stage manager because you're going to learn a different element and you're going to be able to better understand what that person on the crew needs, what requirements they have, what time investment there is. And the more you know those things, the easier it is for you as a stage manager to schedule those wardrobe fittings or to understand how long that's going to, that lighting sequence is going to take in a tech rehearsal. And I think those elements, again, make you a better stage manager. The more you know, you know and the better off you are. Life is a learning process, so embrace it. Yeah, ask questions. Um, they're not stupid. They're not. Because um, if you, you obviously don't know the answer. So, and somebody else might be thinking the same thing, but they're too afraid to ask the question. I, it, it has astounded me the number of times that people have asked me, oh, how did you know that so-and-so can't eat that food? Well, I asked them. I asked what they can have. It, it, it's just logic, a lot of logic. Um, and what I was, what I was going to say, I just lost my train of thought. Was um, you know regarding the question that was what I was thinking. These two know every single email I send to them. I write, please let me know if you have any questions or concerns. And it is not a courtesy. I like genuinely mean because I have 
14 production assistants. If you have any questions, please let me know because I don't want this question coming up at 9.29 before the event that starts at 9.30. And it, there aren't any stupid questions. And if you forget something, that's fine. I mean, don't ask the same question like 10 times in a row if I've told you 10 times this is what's happening. Yeah. But it's okay to ask like once or twice because it is important. And it's for your safety. It's for everyone's safety you're asking these questions too. And I would throw in too, when you're looking at college programs and you start talking to students that are there, ask them about the professors. And when I say that, it's not just how do they teach in class in terms of curriculum, but what are they, how do they teach outside the classroom? How do they, these students feel these professors are helping them in a performance production situation? Um, and do they feel that those professors are looking out for what's best for them? Um, I had a professor who was our costume designer who encouraged me because he knew I could sew to come and work in the costume shop. And it was years later that I realized that he had very subtly directed me through some of the classes, not only taking costume classes, he taught period acting. And by that point, I went in as an actress, but I had decided I was going to, to be working backstage as a stage manager and, and more in that particular area. But he convinced me to take period acting class and said to me, oh, you're going to take it from a directing standpoint. Now, you know, fine, whatever. But he also was trying to get me to realize, did I really want to stay away from acting or did I want to go back? He was trying to look out for what my best interest was and guide me in different directions to make sure I hit all those buttons. So I was certain about what I wanted to do. And it was years later before I realized that he'd very subtly done that. <laughs> Um, but I trusted him to do that. So that is something else I think you want to look for too. Are those professors going to really get to know you as an individual and what you're good at, what you need to work on and encourage you to work on those things and guide you to the right places to work on those things so that you're getting the best education you can get. It doesn't just come from the book in the classroom. It does come from that, that backstage experience and that work experience. And are they going to guide you to get the most, the maximum out of that work experience. And something I wanna say is not, there is not one perfect college program on the planet. There's not, no one, like, I'm sorry, not one Ivy League program is perfect, not one conservatory perfect, not one BFA program is. But if you go to a school and you like their program and you feel confident and comfortable in your own skin as a full person, you entire human being, go, because that's the money you're paying for. So it might not be the most perfect BFA program in the world because that doesn't exist. But if you're like, I feel me here and I like the environment here, go. You know, have those conversations with your parents because most people's parents are paying for their education. And these are expensive programs usually, especially the BFA ones. So have these conversations with your parents and the school and just make sure because you're, you're, committing to the next four years of your life, essentially. And that is the time for you to try different things. Because um, once you're on this end of it, it's a little more where we're kind of where we are. Um, I, you know, I switched careers about two years ago, and that's not fun. <laughs> it's not the most, it's scary. Um, but yeah, while you're in school, try different stuff. Like Lisa was saying, her teacher, her professor made her take the acting class. Well, that can also help you, Lisa, and anybody else when you're doing an understudy rehearsal and you've got to go on as, as the scene partner. It helps the other person who it, whose job it is to perform, perform better. Um, and that is sort of what, what part of what stage management's job is, is to help other people people do their job the best that they can so that we can then do our job the best that we can. It makes it so much easier in the long run when everyone's on the same page. Um, and I don't know about Taylor and Lizzie, but I always chuckle at doing a put a, a understudy rehearsal or having to go on in a, in a scene and rehearsal and I start acting and the rest of the actors look at me like, you, you can act? Well, they're shocked, but you're the stage manager. Um, and I always chuckle about it. I'm like, well, I was an actress first, actually. Um, yeah. But it does help because then they're not missing that actor as much. Uh, because and they're, you're giving them something to play with. It may not be what the other actor who's normally in that position does, 
but it does help them and you're not holding them back, which is good. That was actually it's a nice little touch. Yeah, I mean, that, that was actually one of my favorite parts of my BFA program was you had to take acting, just like the acting concentrates had to take stage management so that they understand what, what we're doing and our skills and our craft and the vulnerability, like standing up there and performing a monologue can be scary, yeah. you know, where you're putting yourself out there. And, you know, I really loved, uh, even though I only had to take acting for one semester and I had to take directing where I did also have to do some acting for a semester it was fun um I was in a scene a John Patrick Shanley play called Women of Manhattan which is like the original sex in the city and it was really fun um and even though I, I had I used to have stage fright but that helped me overcome it because as a stage manager or a production manager you're potentially going to be standing in front of 100 people giving them direction so you have to have that confidence and under and you have to memorize like you can't when you're calling a show you can't have your head buried in a prompt script you have to look up and connect because you're this you're also their scene partner you are someone the actor scene partner too so don't forget that and i do a ton of one person shows where i am sometimes their only scene partner and i'm besides the tech and i'm controlling the tech so if i have my head buried in a script and i can't see them because it helps move them and with the storytelling so you guys, I played Blanche Dubois before she went nuts. <laughs> Woo! Um, but yeah, we're that's awesome. Less than twenty minutes left, so I think we're going to start opening it to questions from you guys too, or comments and stuff. Um, so if you got anything, let us know. Yeah, while Taylor's doing that, I'll let you know that a couple years ago I got to play a DJ doing rap music in a rehearsal. I learned a lot. Type. <laughs> I've had to act as a stage manager professionally. I did an out-of-town tryout in Boston a couple years ago, and they wrote the stage manager into the play. And you couldn't see me, but you could hear me, and I had to, I had to act. And it was, it was actually really fun. Um, it was like a very serious moment, what was happening. The actor was like pretending to have a breakdown and broke the fourth wall, but it was fun, and it made me, uh, made me connect to the show more, and it, it made me... It, I put myself in their shoes and they and then they also understand the stage manager a little better so it's a good it's a good balance and there are times and um, sometimes people forget that um we're on stage for the show it's just part yeah. of no yeah everyone please you can turn your cameras on too if you'd like to <laughs> we like to look at people Peggy long time no. and, and if you have a question turn your mic on please Yes. Now that my hey Morgan. <coughs> there we go. Now I'm hey. not unmuted. Hello, guys. Hello. Hi, Dan. I think this was a really fun discussion, especially for people who were trying. You know, where we were a while ago, trying to figure out the BA BFA. I think this was a really great, great uh, topic. I know for me, all I had really was BAs. That was the only option many years ago because I'm older. Um, but when my son was looking at programs and he ended up in a BFA program, uh, that was hard for me because I came, I was a staunch advocate of a BA program and, and he was really interested in a BFA program. And I was like, I don't know this is the best thing for you. Um, so I had to really open up my world and look at what those programs meant and how that was going to benefit him or my, maybe not. So I do think it, it is, as it was said earlier, it is an individual idea. It's an individual choice. And again, I think it has a lot to do with the school you go to as well as the program. And if you're happy there and you feel like you're getting the most of that education, then it's going to give you the most and that's going to be the best place for you. I didn't really know that I wanted a BFA until I was doing a BA um, because of all the other, for me, the other classes, I would have preferred to have done more of what my concentration was, um, but that's just not what was there. Um, For me, I didn't even think about it. I, I actually was originally a sport management major because um, I've been an athlete my entire life. And after I decided I didn't, even though I do still work in that industry at the time when I was 19 years old, I didn't know if I still wanted to work in that industry professional, professionally. And I knew theater a little bit from high school, being in the pit orchestra, um, 
But when I changed my college and my major and URI was the right fit for me as a, as a person, I wanted to be at a bigger school. I started at a private college in Pennsylvania. I didn't care for that environment. And I wanted to be at a bigger school with a more social environment and other disciplines and activities. And if you wanted to study stage management and just stage management, it was the BFA program. So that just was what I did. And it was great. It had a lot of amazing benefits. Well, and we've talked a lot about what, it, how it helped us to take other classes like acting and directing to be better stage managers. But I'm just looking in the chat and Emma made the comment that being a stage manager helped her be a better actor. So, and I, and I, so I think it's beneficial across the board to be able to, for all of us in theater to try different things, no matter where we end up with career-wise, it makes us better storytellers if we understand how all the elements of telling the story go together. I'll tell you this story real quickly to piggyback on, and that's a great comment, Emma. Uh, a friend of mine who has been an actor her entire life, like since she was a baby, um, she did make her Broadway debut in a show, um, and she didn't really care to learn the other disciplines in parts of in our industry. She was like, I know what a PSM is and actors, and I don't need to know anything else. So when I would say to her, oh, like you have production assistants, and I said, she's like, oh, I don't really care what that is. She doesn't work in this industry anymore. You have to understand all the little parts. And it's disrespectful to be like, oh, I don't care what a production assistant is. Production assistants are extremely important. They, and you need to know what every single person um, in, on your production is doing. Something I really admire about Beth Level actually is she says, the first day of tech, she shakes every single person's hand backstage, front of house, box office, because she wants them to know that they are all equal and they are all one company. It's not just actors and a PSM. And yeah, my friend doesn't work in this industry anymore and she kind of doesn't get it. And I was, gave her tough love once. And I'm like, you're, do you understand you don't care about anything except for like that, the fact that you're an actor and you know who your PSM is? So if you're not feeling well, you know you can go complain to that person about it. That's what you're essentially saying to me. So, well, and the, this business has changed. I know when I came through school, it was the stage manager was not creative. And I think particularly with technology today, the stage manager has to be part of the creative process. And so the better you understand how every person contributes to that process, the better storytellers you are. You know, if I don't understand that that actor who is on stage is telling an emotional part of the scene, that is enhanced by how I call the lighting and the sound cues, then I'm not helping them tell their story effectively. And that's my job. Yeah, we did a panel this weekend that stage manager are, are artists because we are artists. Every single person working on that production is an artist. So don't, don't forget that. And it is great that it's becoming more creative and we are in the room more and that other disciplines are in the room more. Um, yeah. And you have to fight for that sometimes. So feel confident and being like, I'd really like to be at this meeting or in the room for this moment or, and just knowing when like people have to take a step back too. Like if you need to take a step back for emotional reasons, it's okay because art is very impactful and very emotional. And sometimes we're going to be working on very heavy uh, productions and very emotional ones. Um, and as much as we've encouraged everybody to take multiple things, it doesn't mean you know everything. So as Taylor said earlier, ask the question. If you don't, if you don't know what that light does, ask. I don't know everything, and I will never claim to know everything. Uh, I will not know the answer to everything ever. I like uh, Peggy's comment. It doesn't matter how good an actor you are if you're acting in the dark. And I'm pretty sure you've said that to me in person. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. What, is it, what do people say? Um, you know, that techies, they'd be in the dark and naked, right? Yeah. I, couldn't care less what your pedigree is and that goes for every single person in that room I don't care like yeah great if you're you know sorry my phone's ringing and it's potential spam um that goes for actors that goes so crew designers we're all there to put on that show that particular show we all got hired to do this one and we're here for a reason yeah so let's do that you have to, you have to have trust in people too. Like if, if someone has been hired, I mean, you're not going to necessarily be best friends with the person, but you have to trust and know that this person was hired to do their job, be confident. And 
if you need to fix something, you'll sit down and have a professional conversation, but you have to have trust and just, and use logic. There's just so much logic we have to use in, I mean, in general, but especially in this business, just a lot of common sense and logic. And we've talked a lot today about coursework and BA and BS and BFAs, but in our business, it really does come down to people skills. And those are things that you learn on the job, knowing when that actor walks in the door that something is off that day and putting that ear to the door and figuring out what that is, is going to help you tell the story better. You know, if that actor is walked in and they're exhausted, their energy level is not going to be where it normally is. That's going to affect every cue you have because their timing is going to be off. It's going to be different. So being aware of that and knowing what those people are like on a daily basis is, is a skill that we, I don't think is necessarily teachable in a book. Obviously you can learn a lot of different things by reading about psychology and reading about leadership and management skills, but it is putting it into practice in the daily world. That's going to help you hone those skills and those skills are just as important, I think as, as a classroom setting. I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm going to use, I mean, we're New York based, the three of us and, and Ingrid, um, theater professionals, but, you know, if you come into the room, someone, the train might have, the subway might have been stopped for 40 minutes. Maybe the barista got their coffee order wrong. Maybe someone has anxiety or depression and is just having a day or not feeling well. Maybe they went on the worst Tinder date ever the night before. I know, but in all honesty, like, you know, so just read the room, you know, we, we do say, you know, leave it at the door, your emotions, but sometimes it's hard because we're human beings, not human doings. So, you know, just remember the environment here, especially if you're going to work abroad, culture is going to be extremely different. So, you know, do your research on cultures and diversity and it, it's going, the more you research you do and the more time you put in, it's going to make the process so much better and more rewarding so much more rewarding. Um, and Dion saying they only have a BA there. You're in South Africa. Um, just for those who don't uh, know that here. Um, and also when you tour, prepare. Um, yeah, <laughs> that, that's across the board. <laughs> prepare whatever job you're doing. Like if, what, whether you're volunteering or you're being paid this much money a week of 110%. Um, but as just having a BA, that, that, that's, that's fine. Great. That's great. Yeah. That's a solid education. That's a solid college education. Um, because again, it, we all have, the three of us on the top of the screen here have three different degrees. Yeah. So. I mean, like I'll say it, I don't think I've ever been asked once like where I went to college or about my BFA like my degree yeah it's no. I mean I there's a handful of us from URI that have been are, are extremely successful in New York but we haven't really worked together any of us I mean the PSM of Chris Child we know each other and we've had coffee but we've just never worked together just our schedules haven't worked out but yeah maybe one day we'll work together but it's yeah I, yeah I mean people say that for like law degrees oh if you go to harvard and you want to work at this firm it's going to get your foot in the door but you know at the end of the day just go to college i don't care if i'm sitting and interviewing someone they have a you know a ba in english i think that's awesome they're going to teach me things they're going to have a different type of skill set than me they're they're writing they're going to be a really good writer so maybe they'll be a script pa and you can make really good money working on production of script pa and knowing final draft and yeah. you know writing I'm a professional writer, but writing rehearsal reports is so important. Um, you're communicating your the story of what happened that day to people that weren't in the room and to people that were in the room um, because it, they're seeing it in a different form. They're seeing it a different way and have to digest everything, especially after your long 10 out of 12s. And maybe there was something they missed. And if you have to, so writing skills are very important. So, you know, take English classes. And even if you're not in college, there are, master classes you can do online um grammarly all that stuff is read just read generally read a lot of books read a lot of plays read the newspaper read read the new york times and the wall street journal it's you're going to learn so much just from that not reading bullshit facebook comments that have a million typos in them i mean i've made how many facebook posts and i'm a professional writer i've made with typos yeah because you're writing quickly on your phone but you know like you're yeah so just take the time to do that 
Um, in the last five or so minutes, do, does anyone have any uh, questions? Other questions? And or comments? Feel free to unmute yourselves. Floating heads and boxes saying <laughs> no. Um, uh, no. It's very interesting hearing about uh, how your side is being done by education. Um, unfortunately, we only do have one degree here yeah, and nothing else. Um, and we also don't have a degree just for state management. It's a general drama degree. So I was lucky to have gone to a technical training academy where I specialized in stage management, but I also had to do all the departments. So it's interesting to hear that you guys have so many different um, degrees and stuff. I mean, it, yeah, and it's good and bad, but having a BFA and, you know, Peggy's holding that AEA coffee mug, that's not going to get you your card. You know, work having a knowledge of the industry, working hard, having many different skill sets, understanding psychology and personalities is going to eventually, if you want to join the union, get you get your contract or your card. So just having a good, solid education and a BA, a BA is awesome. You know, it's a very big deal with having a any kind of college education. It is. So don't forget that. Everything Elizabeth just said, really, truly, you get out of it, especially in theater, what you put into it. Um, and I have a BA, and I was able to, especially in production, you get to volunteer for almost any area, and people will happily take you as a soundboard operator or as a dresser or anything because there's so few of us. So you really do get the option to learn if you want to. Um, I find that the programs that are dedicated only to stage management actually give those people sort of a blind eye to the other departments. And they think, I don't need to know how that works. Actually, you do because in the crunch situation, you need to help problem solve. And if you know how the lights work, even just dimmer to channel, you can help problem solve instead of waiting for somebody else to solve the problem. Knowing that dimmers and channels are two different things even yes <laughs> you know just um if i pick it's very interesting you say that because there's a lot of stage managers in south africa that believe they're a stage manager and they, they do not have to know anything else they believe they do not even have to pick up a screwdriver because they're a stage manager where i'm completely <laughs> the opposite i am sound lighting like you can throw me in anywhere and i'll be able to i was working a festival and i was venue stage manager and i went over to sound because i did the sound better than the sound guy it's just so it's interesting that you actually say that as well but that's amazing you can do all that and someone like me is like oh well dion can do all that i want to bring him on a project with me and use him as a sound technician and a exactly. lighting technician and meeting being in that room and doing that specific job and giving 100 percent. maybe you'll meet someone and they'll bring you on as an asm for an off-broadway project you never know where it's going to lead to you just take like i'm potentially we'll find out this month doing um uh marketing for the u.s tennis open you know if it's still happening in august and that's just because i've worked in this sport industry they they don't care of a bfa from the university of Rhode island they see i have a skill set working professionally in athletics and sports that's why they and i do have a marketing background i have studied it but that's because i wanted to do all that and not just you know read Chekhov and run a light board but that's in but that's all very important too to read Chekhov and know light board just knowing a lot of different things and, and I, I tell people when I help them with their resume special on your resume special skills section because they're special they're all unique and different don't just write skills what are your special skills different from mine yeah they're going to be someone's you're all going to have Kila we're all going to have potentially final draft we're all going to know maybe how to sew but there's going to be something on there like me oh I can do marketing and coach golf and no prof professional tennis that might get me that job versus someone else. So you never, or you can speak a certain language. So that might get you a job. You know, you never, you never know what someone is looking at. And that's, that's true. Mm -hmm. I've seen several advertisements on Playbill over the last six, eight months, specifically looking for stage managers that have foreign language experience. You know, they want somebody who speaks Spanish. They want somebody who speaks Russian or somebody who, you know, speaks uh, any other language. And that's what they're looking for because that's what the play is about. So yeah. that is an important skill. I mean, I got hired on a project because I 
you know, I'm in, my heritage is German Jewish and that's why I got hired because I know a little bit of Yiddish and a little bit of German. She didn't care that I went for my BFA. She's like, oh yeah, you're a professional stage manager and you have all the requirements that meet that. But I like that I have this connection with you and you're going to understand the storytelling better and you're going to understand me better because it was a one person show. I was her only scene partner in this, you know, at Cherry Lane, which is a small theater downtown and that's intimate. So you have to have, make that connection. It's human, it's human connection. It's all human. Yeah. And having even gone through this entire past hour, my school is not even on my resume. <laughs> um, I don't put it anymore. I put mine on my resume, but, but I think it's important if to show you do have where you went for your education and, and affiliations. If you're in the Stage Manager Association, if you're AEA, if you're an EMC candidate, if you're in the League of Professional Theater Women, all that is important too. I, I usually link education and affiliation together because it all is an education. So, but if you don't, but you don't have to put on your resume. Resumes can be a whole separate. Uh, it's a personal, it's all personal. Yeah. That's on our topics list for later. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so is union versus non. Yeah. Or when to go union versus. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, that's, that's our time, I think. Um, thank you. Thank you, Peggy. You're welcome. Thank you for joining. Thank you, ladies. Yeah, people. I'm not giving changes yet. Thank you. That was a wonderful conversation and interesting. <laughs> Especially from South African to your point. It was very interesting. Thank you. Sure. Bye. 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 See you next week. Bye.